Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. I'm Doug. Joining me today is Dr. Bill. Hello. And uh, we're going to, hello. We're hello. Gonna be discussing a few things. The wave of 1947. Maybe some um, alien octopus. Um, you know, Chris Lado, our favorite, you know, one of our favorites. How you doing today, Bill? Good. How you doing? You know, it's been awesome. It's um, freezing my butt off now. It was 70 two in uh, the Sacramento area for a week and now it's uh, decides to be in the 50s and I'm cold oh <laughs> I'm gonna move to Florida <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be 85 today here wow yeah yeah it's nice actually really nice uh, oh Chris Lato and then uh, octopus I'm making notes okay I, I would like to start with current events. Um, yeah. You know, the um, we'll do the war corner first <laughs> before we go on a rant. How, what are you? And I, I do want to state, though, that I did call it. I said it would start you on did. Monday. You did. You nailed it. You absolutely. I did. I almost sent you a text. I went, I'll wait till it. I'll wait till the show to mention it. I did. I did call it. Everybody uh, listened to last week's episode. I said it'll start Monday and right after the Olympics, and I um, called Putin, gave him the green light, and he went in. So, um, yeah, no, are I, you in? Uh, it made a lot how, of how, that, that was a that that call was dead on. That made a lot of sense. That was absolutely <laughs> or dumb luck, one or the other. So uh, um, it it actually made a lot of sense if you think about it, because the polit the there's a lot of politics around. Um, the Olympics and China and Russia, yeah, just didn't want anything exciting to happen until it was over. It was a it was a good call. So um, you've been, have you been? So now I've watched more CNN. CNN and ratings must go way up when we have a conflict like this because I watched more. If I want to get my war fix, what's going on with the war today? Oh, um, um, I always go to CNN. Yeah, I looked. At, I looked you know. at some news and then I stopped. I just like, no, nah, I don't. I don't. Well, there's nothing. You know, they're going to be. I'll make another prediction that they'll be in the Capitol by tomorrow. And uh, yep. are they going to assassinate this guy? What are they going to do? No, when they get him. No, they're not. You mean Zelensky? Zelensky yeah, or the, the comedian? The yeah. comedian? The comedian president? Yeah, they're not. That that's not going to happen. It might happen by accident, but I don't think it's going to happen. On it's not going to be an on purpose. It might happen by accident. <laughs> what lead poisoning? Uh, yeah, it'll be some. It'll be some sort of, um, you know, it'll be like the death of um, who was that? Daedalus, that the famous, the famous Greek, Greek uh, scientist Daedalus. I can't. I think it was Daedalus where um, they finally the enemies of whoever state he was living in came in and he was drawing geometric shapes in the uh, sand and a soldier came up to him and told him to get up and move on or something. And he told the soldier to shut up. I'm busy. So the guy just killed him. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, and that's the way the world worked back yes, then. <laughs> yes. And it can work. It worked that way now. So, you know, population control really worked out. <laughs> yeah, and the population keeps growing. Yeah, because we don't do that anymore. No, no, we're civilized now. The uh, yeah, the yeah. Oh, what a mess! What a mess! It's like um, I don't think this would have happened if Trump was president. No, I don't think so either. And I don't want to get too much into that. And my wife, my dear wife, is. Are you so anti? Oh, she is so anti. Well, you were here for so. Oh, she's so anti anti Trump. She doesn't want to hear anything about it. I keep telling her twenty four Trump. Yeah, I agree. I agree. She's like, no, no. I go, yeah, he's 
it's, because of everything that's going on, it's just pushing all the popularity back. It's going to be, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be him. He's and, got his own Twitter. He's got his own style Twitter account now, or something. yeah, or company. I forget. True, it's a company. It's true, something trust. Developed. Well, no, trust I'm going to have my own Twitter. That's <laughs> what happens. I um, love that guy. It's going to be him or DeSantis, the governor of Florida. It, oh, really? Yeah. If oh. it's not Trump, it'll be DeSantis. I mean, that's that's it's, pretty much given. When and gas is going to hit five dollars a gallon for you guys pretty soon within the next few weeks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, luckily I don't drive very much anymore. And then uh, this summer it'll hit six dollars a gallon for you guys. It'll be five for us out here, and that's yeah, a yeah, hundred dollars to fill your tank. You still got that the economical vehicles? Yeah, yeah still. still do. I just filled it up, and I was like, it was twenty seven dollars to fill it up. And yeah. it doesn't have a big tank on it. And I was I went back because I keep keep purchase records, of course. So I went through and looked at it. And the price increases haven't been that big from last year. But a couple of years ago, I was filling it up for ten dollars less. Yeah, um, it's not for I don't we don't drive that much anymore any either. So it's not that big a deal. And then I did the uh, calculation for driving out to California with my car just to see. So it was two, $210 to drive my car to California. You can do that calculation on the AAA website. You put your car in. And the, yeah, and, well, what's the cost to fly? Oh. You said you got a really reasonable, I don't know if that's anymore. With the fuel prices going up, you may not get that good a deal anymore. The, uh, yeah. it might be, it might be okay. I could check. I'm not going to do it right now because I have to mess with no, my screens. Yeah, because we're, you know doing this video um <laughs> but the, anyway so the ghost of so anyway on this continuing on the war corner i sent you that and i'm sorry you weren't able to probably open that up because oh i saw challenged i saw another um, um oh i saw the link I'm i, I didn't it up. i didn't open it but i saw another um article about it that's the pilot yeah yeah the pilot the, go, the ghost of how do you pronounce that the capital kyan kiev Kiev, who cares? Kiev. Kiev. It's all, all consonants. Kiev. Uh, K-I-E-V is the old spelling. Kiev. 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 Yeah, so he shot, allegedly he's got a MiG-29. I And I was wondering what kind of aircraft they had, the Ukrainians had. I'm like, did they have advanced aircraft? And they have Russian MiG-29s. And it's that's interesting that Russia, I mean, I found it interesting that they were able to have Russian MiG-20. How'd they get those if Russia doesn't like them? They they bought them from Russia? Or they had they them from before. How old is the MiG-29? I I didn't really. It's fairly advanced. I think it's like right. uh, the MiG-29 is about the era of the our F-14 Tomcat, which is, if you've seen Top Gun. They're still in. <laughs> That's yeah. how old they are. They weren't new with Top Gun either. They well, were. they're still in service. They're still running them. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's, 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 well, we're losing less of those than we are the Raptors, you know, the less of them are falling in the ocean. Oh, I looked at that video again and I think you can see because the, the F-35 has tiny little landing gears that come down. Yeah, you you yeah. can see the landing gear come down on the, um, hang on. So what do we think in pilot air or, uh, uh yeah, it was, oh. <laughs> They didn't mention that part, but five sailors got in trouble for videoing it and releasing it. So, and it also <laughs> with were... the with the Chris Lado thing, I found that interesting because the pilots. <laughs> so what? He's, uh, what was that plane again? I, I brought up a website. Mig twenty nine. Mig twenty nine. Oh, it comes right up. Of course, it comes right up. Uh, what era was that? Introduced was that August nineteen eighty three. Yeah, that's about the Tomcat era. Twin engine aircraft, Soviet Union. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So, yep. You were saying? Yeah, I mean, it's advanced. It's advanced enough. I mean, but still, okay, so the Russians allowed them to buy, even though they don't. I, the Russians are arrogant. They just think they're going to, and they are rolling through. The U, seems to be rolling through the Ukraine fairly quickly. Again, by tomorrow, they'll be in the capital. Yeah, I mean, there's I, a lot of. I think. There's a lot of, um, I don't know, to, um, there's a lot of propaganda. The um, There was a picture in the paper of these troops lying on a roadbed, 
freeway, like a freeway in Kiev, and they're lying prone on the roadbed. And then they showed another picture, and their vehicles were in front of them. I said, why are they lying pointing at their vehicles? I mean, it was just a photo op. They said, get yes. out of the, yeah. Then there was something else. There was a story of a Marine blowing up a bridge, and he blew himself up to stop the Russian advance. I I don't find that believable. I have a feeling that the guy accidentally blew himself up. Um, That's more likely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the red wire. Damn it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah let's they see. did blow up a bridge to stop the to slow down, not stop slow and down that, the Soviet uh, advancement. An engineering group could. I was looking at the pictures of that river. An engineering group would span that thing in two hours, with a bridge yeah. that you could drive tanks atop. Tanks across. I don't. You know, whoever gave the orders for that, or that kid was going out on his own. It's just nutty. Um. Anyway, the ghost of Kiev. Um, it's this MiG twenty nine Ukrainian pilot that shot allegedly, and this is rather fantastic. So, but it was an interesting story where he went up. He shot down three uh, Russian jets, and then. The uh, came back refueled and then went up and shot a couple more. And um, it's yeah. just a well, I don't want to say wives' tale. What do we call it? urban legend? Oh, <laughs> that this guy, this I don't know. urban legend. It might be an urban legend. It, it dog fighting. The chances of him getting going six to one. No, I don't. I'm not. Confidence is not high. Although I love the story. It's an awesome story. It, I mean, it, it'd be nice if it was true, but it, I don't think it is. You it, know, it's part of the. I mean, there's a lot of propaganda coming out of this thing. If Kiev falls today or tomorrow, then ninety to ninety-nine percent of what we see is just propaganda. There was this picture yeah. of a bond-out building, building, and then this lady in a mink coat in front of it. There's a couple pictures of her, and it's like. I didn't read anything about it, but I just had this image of like, um, and the the only thing I could grab before I got out of the apartment was my mink coat. They, they yeah, didn't. I just, they didn't show the pictures of the animal rights people throwing Soviet blood on her after the photo shoot. Well, it's just kind of weird. They had this, they were this person with blood all over him. In the background, there's a Domino's pizza, and I just th that image was like kind of brought it home. There was a Domino's you know, pizza. Oh, restaurant. Domino's. Yeah, Domino's. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get? Yeah. Do you guys have Domino's back there? Yeah, we do. It's terrible. The pizza's not real. Well, I think it's gotten um, better. It used to be terrible. It used to be. Good. It was here when you were here. Yeah. When I remember when it uh, came out, and I remember might have even been we. With you, we ordered pizza, or yeah. I ordered pizza, and it was absolute garbage. Yeah, uh, it's good. I used to Mixed get it. With... Hmm? I used to get it regularly really? here, um, like on s Monday nights. We used to get it here regularly because it's cheap and it was decent. Um, so yeah. Domino's has gotten better. Yeah, we ate it all the time, and um, then I got sick of of college town pizza, and I have to make my own now. It's you. Yeah, all homemade. I can't. I will never make my own pizza. Oh, it's so, it's it's easy. It's the, shock, uh, it's they shocking. offered to put a when we when they did, built our outdoor kitchen, they offered to put a pizza oven in there. And Debbie's like, gotta draw the line, pizza. <laughs> you don't need a pizza. Oven. It's shockingly easy to make good pizza, and I used to do it. I did it every Saturday for a while, or every Monday for a while, um, and then I did it uh, last week. Just because I was like ready for pizza again, but I used to do it every every Monday when I got tired of College Town Pizza. It's not it's not bad. I you got a bread machine. Nobody cares about this. I got a bread machine. You throw it in the bread machine uh, to prep your dough, and then your sauce is uh, you take you know you make sauce. You don't the making this decent sauce takes you know no time at all because stuff you take it out of the can. And then it's just grate the cheese and stuff and do it in the oven. It's easy. Although I, it takes takes two hours. We, do we need to do a food segment? Food segment. Food that was corner. our food segment. <laughs> uh, yeah. It takes two hours. The food corner. The food corner. So the the you called the war in the Ukraine. Nailed it. I called it. Okay. So, um, you know, Chris Lato. And then when, let's move to Chris. Yep. Chris um, Lato. The triangles coming out of the ocean and flying. Um, he and he 
Um, I like him. I like his show. But he constantly refers to the vehicles as being piloted by extraterrestrials. I mean, it, it, it's uh, the fact that it might not be piloted by extraterrestrials. It's an exciting thought. And because of all the amount of, because the amount of sightings we keep having. Well, he just, um, he, he just came, he's just decided to sort of like, it's his, it's, he's, yeah, it's his come to Jesus moment. He's like, he's decided that he's going to accept the possibility that this is, um, extraterrestrials. Well, you know, he's a little late to the party, but it's okay. Um, the, the, we don't know, you know, we can't catch them. I guess we they crash and we put them in a warehouse somewhere in Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And that's another prediction I'll have this. When this thing breaks open, probably after we're dead, that, well, they've been, <laughs> that they're going to undo, that they're going <laughs> to they've, they've been the warehouse. People have been predicting it's going to break open for decades. I've just was yeah, uh, I'm reading. going to do it. I'm reading uh, Watch the Skies by... Curtis Peebles, which is a debunking book, but it's actually really good for um, like a history breakdown. Yeah. A timeline history breakdown, and then he throws in stuff like the crit criticisms by um, the guy Glass. Yeah, my ability with names is always bad. Uh, Klaus? Class. Philip J. Class. Yeah. Uh, he throws in he throws in his debunking stuff, which I've decided I need to sit down and I need to read all these debunking books. I need to get that information, the debunking stuff in here. Um, yeah. Not to debunk, but just to understand debunking. So, he, oh, he talked about, I just read in the book, he talked about um, the Socorro, Socorro incident with... Um, Zamora, the police officer, 1964, with the he saw a ship land with two people and little shorter kids or little people in coveralls land, and that was heavily investigated. And it's it is one of the cases that has stayed as unidentified in Project Blue Book files. It's a really good case. Heineck, Doctor Heineck, actually went out two or three times to interview people and investigate this because it was such a compelling case. And supposedly this case is one of the cases that caused Hynek to sort of embrace the mystery of UFOs as something more than just people imagining things. But Class went in there and in his debunking of that, he says it's a conspiracy between the police force and the mayor to um, bring in... UFO tourist? Oh. Yeah. I mean it doesn't it doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. Yeah. But it's a it's a it's a great great case. But Chris Chris Lado, yeah. I mean he's uh I mean you have to I've struggled with this. Last year I was having a really hard time with this stuff and reading these books. And yeah. uh the thing that's helped is uh medication. <laughs> Oh, I mean medi meditation. I'm not sorry, not medication. Medi medi medication. Medi Taking some of that oxy. Medi that meditation. Oxy uh, what helped was the uh, report that came out of Congress last year. The fact that the um, the Project Galileo, some people that are respectable and and are jumping in to do what they tried should have done and tried to do in the '50s with the cameras and stuff to get good documented evidence of whatever this phenomenon is. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and there's uh, he there's that new po podcast that he was on, which was the uh, people from Michigan. There are a couple school teachers. I put them on my podcast list. And apparently they saw some sort of triangle in front of them several years ago, which got them involved in this. Yeah, so, I think that was a TR3B. Honestly, that's one of ours. Oh, that yeah, experimental. I, but that's what I believe. When you see a triangle with the three glowing three, three lights lights underneath it, I think that's our experimental TR3B, which we're not ready. Like we talked about 
last week, I think, with the engineer guy that was over at the house when he actually witnessed that they pushed out the F-117 and brought in what I think was the TR-3B. Okay. And, uh, you know, it, it's, um, I mean, I'm hoping that that's something, that, but I don't know if you can, it's always moving very slowly. There was another case that I read where some, you've probably heard this because I've known it for years, is that some people were camping in the desert and they were just, you know, laying there watching the stars and um, maybe drinking and drugging. I don't know. But anyway, um, a slow moving triangular ship just kind of float, basically floated and didn't hardly make any noise. Humming. I think they said it was more humming. And it just kind of floated um, overhead, you know, and then blocked out the stars. Like, oh, the only way it was pitch black, but, you know, you could see stars in the desert a lot better because there's no lights. And it just kind of floated over the top of them. So I th also think that was another incident of not really extraterrestrial. I think it's one of our, that's one of ours, I think. That reminds me of that. That's one of the cases that's in Ruppelt's book where the uh, scientist from Los Alamos and his wife were sitting sitting in their porch one evening and a triangular-shaped craft went over. So, I mean, that was... Yeah, no, they also... Well, we didn't have... I don't think we had it back then, but we may have designed something. And maybe that was extraterrestrial, but I think we... Well, that could have been... an copied it. That could have been an early prototype. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the propulsion system is pretty advanced, it sounds like. I mean, I didn't read the technological, you know, technological um, details of it, but it, you know, it sounds like it could be something, you know, the, um, I don't know. The TR-3B? Yeah, I mean, it's advanced, allegedly, because they're not let, that's one they haven't let out yet. To the public, so the cubes. Kaleido talks about the cubes coming out of the water, and there's a lot of activity. It seems in the Pacific, you know, and pretty well, heavily populated Pacific and Atlantic. And then you're on. The, I always hear about the Pacific. Where where they? Is there a specific spot in the Atlantic? Because you know we've got the Bermuda Triangle too. So, well, it's, you know. it's it's not the Bermuda Bermuda Triangle. It's um, off of Jacksonville and I think South and North Carolina, there's an there's the equivalent East Coast range that you're seeing on the Pacific Coast, on the East yeah. Coast. That's that range, and then that's that range. The pilots have been seeing strange phenomena for years. The um, I don't remember if it was the J.J. Abrams UFO thing or the 60 Minutes article where they had. Um, a couple pilots come out and talk about things that they had seen. Those pilots were East Coast sightings. Yeah. Where they were saying they these things have been they've been seeing these things for a long time. But well, yeah, you know, so both it, coasts. It's whatever both yeah, coasts. It, I, and I haven't really looked because I'm out here on the west coast, the left coast. And uh most of them were down by San Diego and Catalina, between San Diego and uh, Catalina Island, or L.A. and Catalina Island, I should say. And that's where we think the things are coming from. But it's, and those undersea things, that's a whole different thing there. Undersea. It, you know, it's, you know, like you I think we touched on this before, where it's more likely that, you know, they're coming from either underneath the earth or more likely, I think, underneath the ocean and... Um, you know, it's, you know, with that, I mean, you, you remember we talked about the panspermia, um, the study of, you know, how the, uh, how life got here. It was just spread out over the cosmic dust and sp spread over the world eons ago. And that's how the octopuses well, one of the things that got started was the octopus. I've always thought that octopuses are extraterrestrial. I think, you know. Well, you—that's you, that old, um, old. 
that's that article in the progress in biophysics and molecular biology. Um, yeah. Published in, where's the date? 2018. But, says but the, in, 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 go ahead. Which is the title is Cause of the Cambrian Explosion Terrestrial or Cosmic. So they were, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked at this. Uh, yeah, there's an article, there's a popular science article on here. Popular. Well, if you look up Octa, it's interesting because I decided to look up octopuses and are they aliens it says they are aliens which evolved on another planet before arriving on earth hundreds of millions of years ago as cryopreserved eggs via a process known as panspermia a radical new research has suggested the extraordinary claims are made in a report entitled cause of as you mentioned the Cambrian explosion are they terrestrial or cosmic and you know, did you ever watch that movie Octopus? Uh, this guy in South Africa had this octopus. My like he befriended, yeah, the my, octopus. My ox, my octopus lover. Did you? What? Yeah, did you? See? <laughs> it wasn't that, but it was close. Uh, did you see it? Oh, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. No way! It's awesome. <laughs> it's like a like, Disney no. movie. It's awesome. No. You gotta watch it. Oh God. Oh. It's it's good because it's re it's not well it could be CGI I guess but it's it, it yeah what yeah. is it called my octopus what is it what my is octopus it? lover is what it's called <laughs> it's my octopus teacher or something like that yeah my octopus lover um, <laughs> but you know they have three hearts and their blood's blue and you know. Um, it looks strange. It's got bugged out eyes and suction cup tentacles. Something you an alien would, we would think. So I mean, maybe these things are just aliens that, you know, they're like the pets. The pets. <laughs> the octopus right. pets that are coming out of the, you know, the real octopus. <laughs> they're flying. Yeah. And maybe on the inside of the, uh, of the uh, spacecraft or the, you know. The, the space the UFOs are actually water inside because they have to be in water all the time. So and they're flying around. Make a good science fiction make movie. A, make anyway. a heavy, heavy spaceship. Yeah, uh, well, oh, you know, they, they don't really, you know, go ahead. Oh, we, I'm speaking of heavy spaceships. The Appendix D, which I talked about, um, the, the guy, so the way to the spaceship. I don't know if that would be even relevant. It wouldn't matter. So if you had an aquatic species that was going to travel between the stars, the Appendix B, the guy from um, uh, J.E. Lip, Dr. Lip from the Rand Corporation, apparently the Land Corporation had done an analysis of atomic engines, like atomic rocket engines. And yeah. they had did a calculations. I don't know how much they've... Um, stood up over time, but they did calculations that you could get to Wolf uh, 359, Wolf 359. Uh, that's where right. the Borg, the Borg uh, battle was. They, um, wasn't, there, wasn't there an Outer Limits episode where they had... Wolf 359? Yeah, there was a Wolf, there was an Outer Limits, it's a Wolf something, and it was, they actually had a environment in a lab that was from this planet is wolf 359 a planet or is it a it's a solar it's system. a system it's a star system it's a system yeah so yeah so what was up with it oh uh he said that a atomic rocket could get there in 16 years which i this is from 19 this is a calculation that he did in 19 that was this is calculation was done in 1947 and right. um that's uh you know i mean just think about it you could it's not uh yeah that's not that that's, bad it's not that bad i mean you could build a ship if you could build the systems to be sustainable for 32 years say 35 years you could we could have launched a atomic ship which would probably be the equivalent of an aircraft carrier in size and stuff and it could have gone to uh, the nearest solar system in back in our lifetime. So if it left, yeah. 
if it left in, uh, if we continue to pursue atomic uh, energy, which is was which has been bad, but now I guess it's still bad, but apparently it could save the planet from the carbon meltdown. Um, the um, yeah, let's see if they'd left in uh, 1980, they could have gotten to um, Wolf 359 and in, in uh, 1997. 96, 97, yeah. and then um, yeah. uh, spent three years, a couple years there, and and be back already. We could have sent an exp expedition to the nearest star system and return. Um, I'm looking at my... And in our lifetimes. And apparently it was theoretically possible, although that may have changed. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my invertebrate book on mollusks. <laughs> so. Are they from an? Are they alien too? Are Mollusks they? from know. space? <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So you can see some alien stuff. Um, yeah. So the idea in this book that I haven't read, or the article I haven't read, is that um, I think they're saying that like. DNA fragments rained down on the planet, introducing um, yes, introducing a large variation of um, a large variation into the population of the existing creatures, and that caused the uh, Cambrian explosion, which was a uh, which was a big deal. I got to get a book on the Cambrian explosion. See, if I don't do my homework, this is what happens. Yeah. But, but then I, mean, I didn't feel like doing your grade is going to suffer. My grade is going to suffer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the DNA of the octopus may not be from this world. Scientists reveal the new study concluded that octopuses actually have an alien DNA, according to the study published by the journal Nature Octopuses. I don't know what that you, means. You just like the journal that is. Nature octopuses. It's a journal. It just says that's what it says in the journal Nature, comma octopuses. Well, I once yeah. asked one of my uh, professors about books on the Cambrian explosion, and basically, there, uh, I think he just said this: "The uh, Wonderful Life" by Stephen Jay Gould, who was wrong about a lot of his stuff. I'm looking for if there's any cool pictures in here. Uh, so they're suggesting that the Cambrian explosion came about because of uh, this is the halluc this is a popular one hallucinogenia, um, which is this thing here. If you look up, you can see it. Oh, hang on, I gotta look up. Don't you have a Ew. picture? But this is supposed to no, be. No, I was on something. I was oh, looking at the internet. This is supposed yeah. to be supposed to be. This is supposed to be upside down now. So I don't know. Um, I can, without reading anything, I can tell a, um, ooh, this is a wild, I love Put this Put that one. back up. What was that, octopus with, like, legs just, like, on walking on Earth? This is, <laughs> this is supposedly, yeah, this is supposedly <laughs> upside down, apparently, the interpretation. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the new that's interpretation. In ships. Yeah. Yeah, that's an alien. Uh, they, um. That's scary. Would that be scary? Yeah. <laughs> that's scarier, I think, than the greys. His octopus comes out. They got a spacesuit. Well, I mean, the, the <laughs> there's a lot of here's another one. There's a lot of uh, yeah. I like that one. That Oops. one's cool. The um, some of these things are open to interpretation. These these creatures. Well, I like the uh, the theory that you know octopuses are from another planet. Uh, it's a possibility. Octopi. Years and years ago, I was uh, when I was a student at Chicago. Uh, I had read in uh, one of the science fiction magazines, they had referenced a article that had been published in some astronomy journal about DNA being found in um, asteroids, I think. And I went into the library because they had a Chicago, University of Chicago had a, has or had a massive um, library. I don't know, these days everything's put online, which I think is a mistake, but 
Uh, I went in there looking for the the article and I couldn't find it because <laughs> I didn't know how to I didn't know how to uh, search the stacks properly. I didn't know how they they uh, um, organized it. So I was like looking for this article. It was a brand new graduate student said, "Oh, I'm going to look up this article now that I got this great library that has everything in it." Couldn't find it, and it's like, "Oh, you know, maybe it's 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 bullshit." And so I said, "Oh, okay, it's probably crap. It's not true." But years and years later, when I was in grad school, I went in there and I was digging digging for some other journal article, and um, uh, I ran across the appropriate journals. It's like, oh, yeah, I was in the wrong section, I, or I, I looked in the wrong place. It's right here. Uh, so yeah, there was some article published where people had looked at, um, I, I think I don't know if it was meteorites, I can't remember or something, and they had found DNA fragments in the meteorites. It might be actually referenced in this this article here, and that's a possibility. But the also the other possibility that they're about the. Um, Cambrian explosion isn't just that there's like space DNA that came in to introduce a bunch of new traits for stuff. The possibility is just that uh, um, viruses had suddenly evolved and started doing rapid gene exchange with a lot of different organisms. So you had all these organisms that had developed, and then all of then these viruses come up like eight, you know, like HIV, yeah, and they start pulling. Um, sequences from organisms and transmitting them to other organisms so that's there's there's multiple possibilities uh the the fact that the problem is for decades you have to go what they would do in science is that they would say you can't say something is true without evidence right so we have no evidence there's life in other solar systems so there's no life in other solar systems is the base assumption. Well, yeah, and but that's that, why. but that's it, arrogant. I mean, that's yeah. I, I mean, mean, and that's why well, hmm? to say that we think there is is to say that anything's possible. I mean, but that's okay because anything is possible. Anything is possible. We, that's the yeah. thing that was so remarkable about its Appendix D is that this guy, he's going. We have to assume there is life in other solar systems. That's that should just be a given, um, which is is enlightening for me because I've always been I've always taken the um, sort of the basic scientific premise. It's like if you don't have evidence for it, you can't say that um, it exists. What is it? Is it? They did this in the first Gulf War. The um, Bush administration said the evidence about the weapons of mass destruction, they would go, the evidence of absence, the, the absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's saying that's, you could apply. That applies. Yeah. Yeah. It applies to so, aliens. Yeah. yeah. So if you, yeah. So life, if, life on other planets. It, it applies to uh, WMDs. It can apply to uh, aliens and uh, life on other planets. Yeah. Um, it's a, and I always thought that was a nonsense sort of statement, but yeah, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. Yeah. No, yeah. Don't get me started on that one. Yeah. The war. Yeah. We need, uh, we need, yeah. uh, everybody wins in a war except for the citizens of the countries involved. Yeah. Yeah. So even yeah, they're pawns. Yeah. They're yeah. Getting, yeah. yeah. All the, in, all the, uh, you know, everyone else wins the industrialists and the manufacturers and, military high-ranking military officials everybody wins except for this citizens oh yeah no, no i'm sad. so um no i'm sad <laughs> so anyway the guy in lado's thing it's the you know the guy is in the back we talked about people getting in trouble for filming things but he's in the his aircraft and he's taking pictures of the the, you know, this is the acorn. The acorn keeps coming up too. The acorn style of UFO, you know, and that's kind of not new to me, but it's a description that I, as we've gone through yeah. this over the years, I haven't heard too much until lately. I'm, I'm, um, so. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like the idea of being super negative about this stuff because um, that's what the debunkers do. 
Like yeah. I was just talking about class going with the Zamora and the Socorro incident that happened with a landing of something. And it, it's a good report. It's a solid report. People thought for years that it was some sort of experimental NASA, you know, landing craft for right. training of astronauts. Right. And then Klaus comes in and says, no, it's a conspiracy with the uh, police in the city to uh, bring in tourist dollars for UFO stuff. It's like, you know, it's a, it, yeah. And the argument doesn't, doesn't hold water. And there was something else I was, um, I mean, that, it's easy to debunk things. It's easy to say it's crap. So, cause you're, cause it's, you're starting with the, the foundation that it's, um, it's false to begin with, so any any explanation that you come up with is good because it's not true to begin with, and that's you know, that's doesn't work. Well, we're not doing this because we don't. I mean, we don't have a hunch that this is real. I mean, more than a hunch. I mean, I think it's. I think we're seeing something. I think there's something out there, up there. Um, I'm well, just a little disappointed that the government, I think the government's got it. I think the government's have some spacecraft, alien spacecraft and whether or not our friend Bob Lazar actually saw him or not. I think they're, they're somewhere there. We've got them. Bob Lazar. I love the idea. Yeah. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. And, uh, I like the idea that, you know, a farmer, you know, one of the stories he told was a farmer was, you know, digging in his field and all of a sudden found there was a freaking UFO buried. It had been there for probably eons. Yeah, I haven't. You know? I haven't found any follow up to that. Although, who knows? I mean, I got a whole. Yeah. I mean, I have a whole library now of to get through, which is a process. It's well, it's the same problem that we keep coming up against. Everybody that could give us any information is dead. You know. Hey, we so just started it, too late. We should have started this. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, when we other, were other. When, yeah, other, we were in when. We're, when we're trying to live, oh, that's mm -hmm. that's me. Just ignore it. Um, so I, you know, it's yeah. We should, yeah. They listen to a couple of teenagers asking them questions, but um, yeah, we did start this. And my brother and I were we actually wanted to. It was so prevalent when we were, you know, growing up that my brother and I were talking. Wow, I wish we could build. We wanted to build some radar so we could see. I mean, it, it must have been, and really the newspaper was the only, you know, we'd see that they had articles in the newspaper, the Daily Review or the Tribune down there in the Bay Area that actually had articles about how these things are coming out, you know, and that people are seeing them. But back then, you know, could have been government, um, possible government, you know, aircraft or something experimental. Hard to say. Um, yeah, uh, but going through some of these sightings um, from 1947, it's, I mean, it, you would have to say that something is going on, just looking at all these different things. Uh, there were some sightings right around... Um, in the Seattle area, right around the Maury Island incident, there was one that I was just reading this morning where somebody on June, well, Maury Island was June 21, and I think it was July 4th, somebody actually saw a um, saucer that had a hole in the middle. So it was like a like the donut, like they were describing with the Maury Island thing. Right. And also there were some really good other sightings by people around the time of um, Kenneth Arnold sightings in June 24th, 1947. Um, this this, uh, this, this the, the report that we've been reading and we've been looking at, the report on the wave, UFO wave of 1947 by Ted Blucher. Blucher. Introduced by Dr. James E. MacDonald. Uh, uh, July 7th in Tacoma, Washington. This is a series of incidents that they call satellite reports where you have um, 
a larger like mothership and smaller satellites satellite ufos flying around it and um 2 30 a.m a patrol car this is in tacoma washington with a couple coppers are sitting in it even davies and stan johnson parked with their headlights and motor turned off they were caught by a streak in the sky looking more closely davies officers davies saw saw a strange spectacle i didn't say anything then i noticed stan was watching it too his do you, he goes uh stan uh, johnson he goes stan johnson goes do you see anything and davies goes yeah do you and he goes johnson goes i thought i was crazy i've been watching it for five minutes because so have i said his partner no hey and then they um what do they say this caused this was a group of six or seven disc-like objects seen just below a bright moon on the southern sky one central object larger than the others seemed to act like a sort of flagship. The smaller objects would make repeated movements towards the large disk and glide away to the south. They said the larger object appeared to be spinning like a top, throwing off sparks like bursting skyrocket, then attracting the tiny objects back like a mother hen with her chicks. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean... It has to be a mother. I mean, these aren't the things that are being seen aren't. Um, I don't think they're intergalactic. I think they're part of, or they were made here. I mean, we can go on and on about well, where I mean, they that's... come from. But I don't, they don't, they're not. The, these spaceships we're seeing aren't something that's coming from a wolf. 359. 359. I um, mean, a mothership but, probably carried those, or they're made here. Yeah, but com yeah, coming back to it, um, at least to the assessment by the Rand Corporation in 1947, travel to neighboring stars, closest neighboring star was possible, theoretically possible within a reasonable yeah. period of time. It depends on how you define a reasonable period of time. If it's you know 32 years round trip, bigger of 33 to 35 if you stay to explore. Um, I mean, that that's doable you sign up a crew in their 20s um you got it's a 30-year commitment which is a lot of people do that with the military anyway so you have a 30-year right. commitment these days if you want to have kids i mean it complicates that but you could um you could complete your mission and be back to earth you'd be in your 50s and uh you're retired famous and ready to you know have kids and do what all your other stuff or you could have had kids while you were traveling how many light years away is uh, uh wolf 359 you know uh, i want to say i can tell you i have to look it up it's um i think 359 I was kind of eight, the reason I'm eight light years. Okay. Because I was looking just for laughs because Zeta Reticuli is a system that keeps coming up as far you remember Betty and Barney Hill mm -hmm. and they were, she know nothing about, you know, star systems and she was able to map out the system and of where these aliens had come from that abducted them and, but they're 39 light years away. Zeta Reticuli is 39 light years away. So we're talking about three, not within our lifetime, probably. Well, in with the with 1947 technology. Something that was interesting with the Betty and Barney Hill is the psychiatrist. I just was reading this last night. The the psychiatrist that um, was doing hypnosis and treating the them because as a psychiatric condition. He didn't believe Betty Hill was truly abducted because the space aliens had no concept of time. Yeah. They didn't know what a, um, like a year was or a week or a month. But then the, the guy, the alien, space alien said, um, wait a minute when she was leaving and wanted the, um, 
book back that she had given him or he had given her. Um, yeah. It... And so he was like, no, they, they, it's, it's, oh, it's a dream thing. Cause a dream, you don't really have a good concept of time, but if you have, um, I was taking this account a little different because I was saying that if, um, an alien might not know our time measurements because our time measurement is based on our calendar. So their calendar is different. So if, yeah. if he's going, what's a year? So the alien's take on a year is different from our take, um, a week or a month or something like that. So I didn't think that that was a valid argument. That's a, that's a sort of the classic, uh, debunking argument. And the, um, the guy they saying don't work. they they don't work, so they don't really have to be yeah. on time to anything. They don't yeah. have to figure out that I'm on time for this. But no, they wouldn't know. They may know, but they don't. Well, time is they're, a different measure. measure. Yeah, it's measured differently by them. I'm sure. You know, they don't. It's completely different. So yeah. when the oh yeah, here it goes. Another reason Dr. Simon believed the abduction was not real experience was the contradictions. The aliens did not understand the idea of old age. Uh, lifespan or year. So what if we, um, what if the aliens were immortal? What if they'd solved that problem? And that's a biological problem. Immortality is a biological problem. Right. Um, or they're, or they're being manufactured. They're not really, you know, they're rope androids or whatever. You yeah. Know, maybe they're yeah. Not. Or if they're an artificial life, an, an, yeah. yeah, an AI. A uh, year, yes. the year argument was um, their year may be different than our year. So when she's when they're talking about year, and what if they're a spacefaring race that doesn't have a calendar that's based on, um, you know, the the planet moving around the sun? What if their calendar is something based on a different measure of time? So he right. says, yeah. He goes when Betty, yet yeah, when Betty was about to leave, the leader said, wait a minute. Go. Such contradictions are common in dreams. Um, Doctor Simon made no secret of his belief that the event was not real. But anyway, so I mean, this this is a debunking book that I'm reading, and and that's easy to throw out stuff like that if you argue it from one one direction only. And don't right. you know? You can always debunk. You can always say something's wrong. You can always tell someone yeah. they're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the de yeah. Let's talk about the details. Um, yeah, I mean, some. I agree with Leto, though. I mean, it's something's got to come about. I mean, at what point are? Is it something going to crash, or something that we're able to just go? Okay, here it is. Well, <laughs> is I mean, it, you well, know, what he was throwing out is, um, well, and what you believe. And it's a possibility, and we will get into that in depth at some point. Um, things may have crashed, and yeah. and technology may have been adapted. It's that that one book by Korsko, Korsky. Uh, where is it? The day after Roswell by Colonel Philip J. Corso. He. Um, He's saying that stuff, that book, which is a, a number in the, on the top list of the fraud books of all time through all mankind's history. It's in the top 10 fraud books. Um, like, what, what I happened? think it's a fraud that it's a fraud. It doesn't make any sense. How did this book even make it on that list? It's like, what are you talking about? How, why is this on this list? That's, that's the reason that it got my attention to go, you got to be kidding me. And it's like a UFO book. Yeah. It's a fraud book. I go, wait, wait, wait. There's other things that are more um, more fraudulent than uh, than this guy's this guy's thing. And I thought you, and at the time I read that, it's like the whole, like, this is before all the stuff was coming out last year. It's just, it's just a UFO book. But, ah, crazy stuff. Um, did you want to do an ad or you? Yeah, we're ready. It's, a, it's like way past the normal time. That's fine. You ready? Yep. All right. A little shout out to Ryan at Ryan BCS. Their goal is to find the best program and rates available for your business. Their team has years of experience helping clients find lower rates for processing credit cards, 
They understand that every business is different, so let them spend the time to find out what suits your business best. So visit OrionBCS.com and let them begin the process towards saving you money to help you realize your financial goals. Once again, visit OrionBCS.com and contact them today. All programs of OrionBCS are subject to terms and conditions. Visit OrionBCS.com for more information. Thank you, Orion. And now back to our show. We're back. Um, so just, uh, we should wrap up. I don't want to keep, we've been beaten on the, um, the 40, the, the, the UFO the wave, wave of 1947. And, yeah, and I think I wrote, we can wrap that up. And I want to, I want to just touch a couple of things and, and we should move sure. on with, um, that other thing. How can I lose things on my desk? <laughs> I'm not going. I didn't go anywhere. Oh, here it is. Right here. Uh, I, I, I think we should move on with the Alfred Lading, the Great Flying Saucer Wave of 1947, which I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Victor. But, but I, I should, we, we, should, we should look at that and see what's going on with this. Um, I think this guy was the original consultant with... Um, Project Blue Book under Project Sign before Heineck, but I'm not sure. And there is uh, one case that I want to cover from this. I was looking at it's about a um, got a bunch of interesting things that we didn't talk about in this. Um, something was leaving an intermittent rails of blue white vapor behind it. This is, I've been trying to cover the ones that uh, Dr. McDonald came back and did uh, interviews with. And there was one with this farmer that was looking at stuff. There's an airline pilots. Airline pilots saw a, um, this was an interesting one. And, and July 4th, United Airlines flight trip 105 left Gowan Field, Boise, bound for Seattle. Um, at 7,000 feet, uh, one of the pilots blinked his landing lights, believing he had seen a plane ahead at about the same level as the airliner. Called Smith's attention to it. That's the, uh, Emil J. Smith. I wonder if this is the, um, the same guy that was involved in the Marion stuff. At first I thought it was a group of light planes, light planes returning from some 4th of July celebration. Then I realized that things were not aircraft, but were flat and circular. And this, and they saw nine objects for 12 minutes. There's a farmer one that I want. Uh, student pilot saw a July 7th and 8th near Spokane, Washington. He saw a saucer looked like it had a hole in the center, like in the Maury Island. Right. The donut. The donut, yeah. Uh, governor... Son of the governor of New Hampshire saw something while flying and said he was definitely, they were, him and his friend were flabbergasted by what they were seeing. He says it wasn't a conventional airplane. Um, plane, where's the, where's the farmer? I lost the farmer. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I marked it. This is it. Uh, Portman feeding pigeons. I was able to talk to the guy. This is in Portland, Oregon on July 4th. This was a bunch of coppers saw, you know, saw, oh, oh, the, yeah, saw flying objects and stuff. The um, farmer was one of the cases that had material, it's either material or it was animals reacting, and he also saw materials come down from the craft. Uh, he was a farmer, July 4th and 5th, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, two consecutive nights just before, just before dark, his livestock bolted when unidentified flying objects swooped overhead. He's rounding up cattle and horses, three yellow discs about the size of pancakes, and whirling at the same time. They weren't actually the size of pancakes. As you know from the form that I sent you. I have it right in front of me. Yeah, pretty good, huh? 
Very nice. And you adapted it to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's what I'll be using. That's I put what I'll the, be uh, using when I have my interview next week with yeah, the uh it's the uh yeah. it's the US I, yep. Air Force technical information yeah, but, sheet. But it's not technically the US Air Force. I mean it's the alien probe oh, technical information it, you know, sheet. Alien probe, you know, I'm sure it wasn't taken directly from that. But um he's gonna I'll touch on that for a minute. Yeah, is, yeah. Since it's a kind of a real sighting, it's the gentleman will. Um, we're going to talk next week, and he's going to. I'm going to actually use that form as a guide. Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah. I did ask him to talk to get in touch with MUFON. I, I think that's a great organization. We'll be doing this, and he's really interested in what's going on with this phenomena. I mean, he's stoked. He wants to. He wants to know what we know. And we don't what, know anything. What do we know? No. <laughs> we know all we know no, no. is what we're. <laughs> we don't know anything. We don't know anything. Point. We're learning. <laughs> we're learning. But I mean, as we march through these things, yeah, you yeah. know, this is what, what what our goal is to come through and try to tie everything together. Hopefully, in a tidy little. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But well, if we we'll move see. through this, uh, and it, uh, the past will help us understand the present. Yes, and hopefully the future. Yes, yes. and it's uh, yeah. I mean, the the amount of information is just huge. It's it's yeah. Like, like I said, I got a hundred and something books that I've put together. Um, I gotta look at my list. I mean, like um, I said, if you talk to pretty much anybody, they it's like, well, yeah. I'm, the most common thing that people will tell me is that even though they don't believe, they say there has to be some with the expanse of space there There's, has to be yeah and there is something there's something going on unless everybody I mean, that, is is well like we'll see i'm gonna like i'm gonna work through the uh, debunking stuff and then jump back into the um, citing books um so anyway this farmer saw stuff um when he said pancake size of a pancake doesn't mean that the saucer was pancake sized it's like if you're looking at it it, it looks, looks like a pancake. Pancake, yeah. the size of a pancake. If you yeah. and it's in that form. They say, "What's it look like if you held, you know, a dime up, or what if if you held up a, um, you know, silver dollar or something like that?" Sure. I left the older stuff in there for fun. Um, I added uh, email so on that thing too for information. Um, Good. What did he say? Did he say he said it landed? This guy, the old, the uh, farmer said it uh, rose vertically three or four. It says it carried his scared, scared, scared his cows. They bolted. Other side of the pasture took him ten minutes to round him up and driving them up to the barn for evening milking. I hope it didn't ruin ruin his milk. Uh, Moved across the pasture and came down in front of him on the south side of the barn. Touched down momentarily. Perhaps a few seconds at a distance of 200 yards from him. Uh, then rose vertically, took off estimated speed of 50 miles an hour. Left a shower of yellow sparks as it took off. Did not damage That's the did not damage the oats, although the sparks were seen falling to the ground. Light was not blinding. This is a, a Dr. McDonald's interview of the guy, here like 20 years later. Yeah. Um, Said the man who came out to cut his oats. Um, I should should add, my uh, grandfather was the wheat king one year when he was a farmer, which meant his his farm yielded uh, more bushels per acre than any other farm in the county. So he was wheat king. I got a picture of him with him holding a wheat scepter. It's a great picture. I guess that's that's not Tommy. No, it's my dad's father. Oh, your great grandfather. Yeah, great grandfather. Um, no, he's awesome. my grandfather. My grandfather. Um, oh, your dad's father. Okay. Dad's father, yeah. Uh, reports the same day. He said this, the guy that came out to harvest his um, field had seen something, but he's dead, and the guy and the farmer refused to give his name. And then there's cases where they're seeing fragments of ashes, traces of metal that were analyzed. Uh, this is all in 1947. Oh... Uh, metallic fragments air force files explain this is a possible hoax um although the analysis was unusual it had iron aluminum titanium 
which is an unusual hoax, and then electromagnetic effects, which uh, power outages, and there was uh, power out outages. It uh, this telescope closer look needle on his compass, not a power outage. Compass, and that happened with Be Betty and Barney Hill. They had these uh, marks on their car, and when you brought a compass near these marks, the compass would spin. Yeah. Uh, loud roar. Power line. Oh, Cam uh, Campo, California, north of Lodi. Loud roar, strange glow. Tire town had a power outage. Uh said the noise was like a four-motored bomber with its props feathered for a takeoff. Looking toward the, towards the sky, she saw a red glow just as all the power in the community failed. Neighbors reported having seen the same glow and hearing the same sound. Uh, PG&E uh, said that it's, uh, said a low-flying crop duster had probably struck a power line and burned out a transformer. But... There were no reports of any damaged power lines, as far as anyone knew. There had been no crop dusting going on be before dawn on that Sunday morning. All right, so that's it for the report of UFO wave of 1947. And did you know, there, apparently there was a big UFO wave in 65 or 67, I'm reading in this book that I'm reading now? Yeah, no, so, I wasn't. Well, I there's always some year or some time yeah. where something's reported. Yeah. Well, it was that apparently was a big wave for some reason. Oh, in 66? 66, 67? 66, 67, I think. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, okay, enough with that. This has been, this is the one that you want to go into depth in at some point and document the yeah. sightings and the trajectories. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I'll, I'll recruit Debbie to help me. Get to work. Yeah, you know, she's get to work. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you done I yet? said I would come on the show every once in a while. I'm not going to be your secretary. <laughs> get to work. And, and it'll be something for me to do if I ever retire. Yeah. It may never happen. I don't, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But well, are you ready to wrap it up, sir? Yep. Yep. We're over an hour. We're ready. Over an hour. Awesome. Hour, hour and seven minutes right now. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter and Instagram at alienprobepod, YouTube Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks to our producer, senior producer, I might add, Robert Anthony, and Dr. Bill, thanks again for uh, joining, and we'll see you next time. Okay, bye-bye.